Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I have a son who plays in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. He's so close to being on the major league team. And Magic, if he doesn't make it, trade for him, Magic. Get him in a Dodger uniform. Go Tigers, 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 Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. <clears throat> we hope that you're making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I do. I, I must say before we start off the show, I am feeling a little bit under the weather. I am unfortunately feeling a little bit under the weather, but it weather, but it is okay. We are going to get through this, ladies and gentlemen. I promise you, because we got a lot to talk about tonight. <clears throat> yeah, I, hopefully I won't. <laughs> um, a lot. LSU football starts off their primetime se- or pr- their season in primetime versus UCLA. Let's look forward to that game. What do we anticipate from the Tigers? We got a long way to go. We got a lot, a lot to break down, but a lot that we can talk about. But nevertheless, they're going to start their season in prime time. We're going to talk about that. LSU's still not getting their respect nationally. Everybody's still picking against LSU. That's fine. I'm going to tell you why they believe that. Why they're you know these these uh, national media heads get paid all this money to be wrong. Um, We'll talk on that. LSU baseball wins the series versus Alabama. Man, screw Bama. Roll tie, what F you. I mean, look. Why would I, as a true LSU fan, have anything good to say about the University of Alabama? I don't. Uh, I just don't. 
So we'll see. Uh, we'll probably break into a little bit. Can they sweep Texas A&M? We'll talk about that as well. Kim Mulkey inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame. If you were in the very beginning of the show, we played a little clip from her saying that uh, to Magic Johnson to trade for her son Kramer Robertson if he's not in the, in the MLB in the show uh, very soon, which is really funny. And as always, hashtag Ask Blake is going to be on way because if you have a question, fire them off. We will put it in the comments. Uh, as always, we will talk about it. Here it is right here, at hashtag Ask Blake. Um, let's see. Blaine Smith says the weather's been bad. Yeah, everybody that's in the Lake Charles area, Gonzalez, you know, I, I saw that there's been some flooding. You guys stay safe. You guys and girls stay safe, man. It's not worth It's not worth the risk. Just stay safe. That's all that matters. I saw a vehicle in Lake Charles was flooding um, before I came on the show. Man, that's that's just so – I mean, you don't want to see it for anybody, but you certainly don't want to see it for a uh, an area that's just been hit so hard as Lake Charles has, right? I mean, Lake Charles has just been hit, hit so hard um, by hurricanes, COVID, I mean – you name it, the Lake Charles area has been hit by it. So we're, we pray for them. Uh, Danny Cred says, let's go do that thing, Blake. We appreciate that. Kenny says, who day? Looks like he's a Bengals fan. Okay. Uh, Darren says, one and done. We'll see in 2021. There's going to be a lot of LSU haters pissed off this season. Go Tigers. So we will start with that as before or after we return from our commercial break. Guys, we got to start. We got to pay the bills around this thing. None better than our good friends over at Believe Podcast who host our podcast every single night, help us in everything it is uh, that we do here at AYS. And none better than our good friends over at GM, Varno, and Sons. GM, Varno, and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Bad Rogeria for over 62 years. With our highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Our fee repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire cells. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go over to 2500 Florida Boulevard, Denham Springs, Louisiana, and tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS, since you all buy it. Our good friends over at Bet Online, Guys, with the new litigation coming in in reference to online betting in the state of Louisiana, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all of your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, odds, and updates. It's the best place for you to bet. And it, here's the best thing. It's free to sign up. Head on over to the website, betonline.ag, betonline.ag, and use your mobile device to sign up. 50% off your first welcome bonus, bonus on that first deposit, and then that way they will know your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. All right, let's get to a couple of these comments. Let's get to a couple of these comments. Kenny Russell says the media wants UCLA game to be a trap game, but I think Coach Joe will have this team prepared and LSU plays best when they have a chip on their shoulders. Uh, Kenny, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Josh Pate of 247 came out and said that he believed uh, – I think that's how you say his last name. Pate, Pate, I don't, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. Um, but he came out and said that LSU was only going to be a two-and-a-half at most three-point uh, 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 favorite in that game versus UCLA. Huh. 
Why is that exactly? You know, and, and, and I see people talking about Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to be 11-1, Blake. They just are. They just are. They're going to be 11-1. <laughs> yeah, they have a good schedule. They play South Carolina. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. They play Missouri. Feel like that might be a little bit of a toss-up game now that with Eli Drinkwitz in his third year or was second year, third year, and uh, Connor Basilak is going to be back. I feel like that's a toss-up game. Texas A&M has, you know, yeah, they had a good season last year, but they got to replace their quarterback in Calamon, who I still think is is not a great quarterback. But regardless, they got to replace him. I mean, he was their he was their quarterback. We haven't. They got a lot to replace. If LSU showed us anything last year, when you got a lot of things to replace, it's not easy to repeat. That's what makes what Alabama does at times. So, I mean, what everybody tries to mimic Clemson, Ohio State, is because they continuously repeat. They don't rebuild; they repeat. So, I'm not sure if I agree with a three-point favorite versus UCLA. I just don't. And I know it's going to sound like I am um, trashing the um, – I, I don't want to say I'm trashing the Big 12 because I'm not. I, I'm, I'm seriously just not pas- bashing the, the, the Pac-12. But what has UCLA done? And if we look back at their season last year, they were 3-4, and 3-4 and four in conference. They did nothing well. They were second to last in their division in the Pac-12 South – and we're supposed to say, oh, they're only going to be a three-point favorite? Says whom? You know, what's funny to me, ladies and gentlemen, is when people say that LSU is only going to be a three-point favorite against UCLA, they never give reasons as to why. You know, I asked in reference to the um, why college football playoff should not be expanded. I'm asking people, give me reasons why. You know why? Because these national individuals don't want to get in the ins and outs of the SEC because the truth is they don't know. They don't know. Miles Brennan is your clear-cut starter. No, he's not. He didn't even take the first-team reps in spring, and you're saying that this man is a starter. No, he's not. You don't know that. All of these national individuals not wanting to give LSU their their due. Stop saying it, and if you're going to give me a reason as to why, I forget, uh, and and forgive me, I'll have to retweet his stuff. But a a guy that does another podcast, and again, forgive me, I I forget his name off the top of my head, he tagged me in his podcast on Twitter, and he gave some reasons as to why he thinks LSU is going to come in third. I don't agree with him. In the SEC West, I don't agree with that at all. But at least he gave a reason as to why he thinks that. These people aren't giving you reasons. Because the truth is, you can't say offensive line. You can't say quarterback, regardless if it's going to be Miles Brennan or it's going to be Max Johnson. You can't say receivers. Quite honestly, you can't say running back. You can't say D-line. Yeah, the linebackers were a little shoddy last year. I think that they're much improved. And the sure shit you can't say is that LSU DBU is not back because they are. You want to get me fired up on a Monday? Stop trashing LSU and start giving me reasons as to why you think that they're not going to win because the truth is is that you can't. Alabama's going to win the SEC, Blake. You know why? Because Bryce Young. 
I ask you the simple question, has Bryce Young thrown 100 passes in college football at this exact moment? No. No, he hasn't. So you don't know what you have in Bryce Young. Will Bryce Young be a good quarterback? Maybe, probably. Not saying he won't. But to come out here and say he's a clear-cut, Alabama's clear-cut, you don't know anything that's clear-cut. So sick and tired of national media individuals. It, I don't. I, I will. I will respect your opinion. Your opinion means everything. I will respect it. But when your opinion is because I say so, is Dookie water is straight Rudy Poo. Because I say so, you better start coming with facts and logic as to why you believe it. But Blake, so-and-so said, that is the biggest thing that I hate the most, probably. But Blake, so-and-so said that they'll do this. Give me reasons to why they said it. Give me the facts. Because the truth is, is the best defensive line, probably not just in the SEC, but in the country right now, resides in Baton Rouge. You think that that front four is not going to get serious pressure on quarterbacks? That alone should tell you that LSU is going to be dangerous. Neil Farrell... Uh, 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 Glenn Logan, uh, uh, why is this kid's name? Jaqueline Roy, Mason Smith, Joseph Evans. That's just in the interior. Tank Guillory, that's just in the interior. I haven't talked about B.J. Ojolari. I haven't talked about Ali Gay. I haven't talked about Andre Anthony. I haven't talked about Bryce Langston. I have not talked about Savion Jones. So if you're going to come with your opinion, you better bring that shit. So sick of it, bro. All right, let's get to a couple questions. Sorry I went on a little bit of a rant. I'm sorry that I went on a little bit of a rant, but (laughs) it just drives me insane when guys with these national media platforms say, because I say so, and they don't give you a reason as to why. They don't give you a reason into why. All right, let's get to a couple um, somebody says that Devin Stobbs has best mullet in the game, Gio DiGiacomo. I agree with that. My brother hit two big old bombs uh, this weekend. Huge bombs for uh, Gio. Robert Plaisance says, how about the LSU softball team getting their the number seven national seed? Was a little surprised, uh, if we're being a little honest, well, I'm, and I'm not shocked. Surprised, but not shocked. Um... The Raging Cajuns will be in that in there as well with them. I think that they win that, and I think they can do some good things. They got a long road ahead of them, but congratulations to them for getting uh, the seven national seed. That's really great. Uh, Jordan Simpson says, hey, what's up, buddy? He says, it's been a while, but Big Bird is in the house. <laughs> All right, Big Bird. Uh, Nick brings up an uh, interesting question here. He says, Darius Day's back, coming back to LSU. I think that he could. I think I surely think that he could. It's going to be interesting. Look, if Darius Days comes back, um, I, he can still play the three and four. He's going to be a really talented guy. I, I think that he should come back. Of all the guys, he should come back. Um, he showed last year. He showed last year when he's on the court and when he does good things, LSU wins. I think that would be the same again this year. Uh, Eric says, did Giacomo had himself a day at the plate yesterday? He sure did. Blaine Smith says, Chip Kelly going to throw everything in LSU defense to test it. Well, good luck to him. Good luck to him. 
Look, I, I think that this LSU defense is going to be vastly improved. Vastly improved. Again, when we talk about the D-line, I mean – Another year of experience. Mason Smith is your fourth D, uh, fourth D tackle at this point. Now, can this is this kid going to move himself up to the depth chart? Absolutely. I don't think he's a day one starter. He's not going to start in front of Glenn Logan, Neil Farrell, Tank Gil, uh, 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 Quaylen Roy. Excuse me. Um, he's not going to start in front of them in game one. He's just not going to. Uh, I think that UCLA just just does not have the talent. I think Jonathan Rifkin, who used to be part of our, our of our show and platform, is going to be on with us tomorrow. He covers the Pac-12. They just don't have the talent right now to keep up with LSU. They don't. They just don't. Chip Kelly, once a long time ago, was a great – look, and he still is a great offensive mind, in my opinion. I think he'll dial up some stuff. I think that he's going to score some points. But I don't think that they – DTR, their, their quarterback, I don't think that he's ready for an LSU-style defense. And the last time I saw LSU's DBs – uh, Dwight McLaughlin was balling out. Jay Ward, you guys know I'm the CEO, uh, 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 president or CEO and president of that kid's fan club. Uh, Derek Stingley, Elias Ricks. <laughs> okay, man. I mean, uh, Radarius Jones moving back to safety. We saw Radarius Jones, and you know that's another kid that we haven't talked about a lot, right? Is Radarius Jones and what Durante Jones? The defensive coordinator likes he he moved two corners and Radarius Jones and Jay Ward, but one to free safety and one to strong safety, and both of them are playing. Jordan Tolles is another guy. Sage Ryan is another guy. Guys, they're loaded in the defensive back room, loaded, and they're going to be most very very improved. Derek Stingley gets number seven. I think Elias Ricks. I mean, and it's kind of like right, like pick your poison, pick your poison. Are you going to throw at Derek Stingley or are you going to throw it at Elias Ricks? What majority of teams I think is going to do, and as we sit here on the 17th of May, they're going to find a way to attack a guy in the slot. That's what most teams are going to do because you're not teams are not going to uh, attack Derek Stingley. Maybe they will early because of some things that he had uh, last season. He was a little nicked up. Maybe they do early, but a couple interceptions, and that shit's going to be over with. They're not going to test Eli Ricks out of the gate. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're just not going to. After the season that that kid had last year, they're not going to test him out of the gate. So maybe you have a Dwight McLaughlin who, and we saw, you know what's interesting is we there are some things that you can take away from a spring game. Number one, Miles Brennan and Max Johnson, who did they target the most in that spring game? Dwight McLaughlin. Why? Because they're not throwing it at Derek Stingley. Miles Brennan, or, or excuse me, Garrett Nussmeyer and TJ Finley go Derek Stingley's way, and he picks it off. They didn't go to him for the rest of the for the rest of the game. Derek Stingley's back, baby. I mean, it's not like he ever really went anywhere, but he's back. So with all, it's it, you're gonna have to pick your poison. And I think that with my, uh, my probably one of my more favorite individuals on this team, Mike Jones. Who, Mike Jones? Bug Strong. I think with Blake Baker as your linebackers coach, a co, a, a, a former defensive coordinator, he's going to get those guys ready. Have no worries with the linebacker play whatsoever. And, and look, the defense bend uh, or they bended. I can't. Uh, that's a weird way to say it. It was a bend, don't break defense in the spring game. They showed a lot of good stuff. Go rewatch it, man. Go rewatch it. Uh, TJ says Chip Kelly liked to wear down the D 
with his offense. LSU uh, will need to be deep for that. They will, and here's the great thing. They are. That's the great thing. When So I ranted about national media individuals and why they don't give me reasons as to why LSU is not going to be good. Like, I will respect anybody's opinion and to, if you give me reasons as to why. But when you don't, I'm going to trash on you a little bit. But when I, you look down, we just talked about the DBs. We know about the defensive line. So that's two of your three areas that is really elite, really, really good. Mm. And has a shit ton of depth. Guys, you can you can this is what's crazy about this. You can have your two starting defensive tackles out. Let's just say it's Neil Farrell and um Glenn Logan and Jaqueline Roy and Joseph Evans are there. The two guys that Ed Orgeron said were beast mode all during spring. Oh, by the way, Mason Smith's there too. It's a great problem to have. Defensive ends a lot of the same. A lot of the same. Uh, Eric says, UCLA doesn't have the athletes we have. It's not even close. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. So, you going out here and say it's a three-point favor, three-point favor for, again, give me reasons. As everybody struggles, this is what the funny part of, you know, last year when we started this podcast, this is what it taught me, is this time of year everybody comes out with with crazy-ass takes. A year ago, even, I'll admit, maybe I was even doing that a little. To get some traction. Maybe I was saying some outlandish shit. Maybe I was. I don't think that I was, but maybe I was. But at least I would come on here and give you reasons as to why. But UCLA has not recruited and does not have the talent. Guys, Elias Ricks is a kid from California that should be playing for USC or UCLA, and he's not. He's playing for LSU. That kid in their backyard, literally a kid in UCLA's backyard, is not playing for them. He's playing for LSU. Um, Kenny says, I was at the baseball game yesterday, and it was great being among a huge crowd, hardly anyone wearing a mask, and watching LSU beat the Roll Tide. Yeah, I like that. I like the crowds being back. I am like that we're getting back to normal. I think everybody is with that. Colin Thibodeau says, uh, Chip Kelly has tried to test LSU's defense before, and it didn't work out the first time. That's true, with a lot better talent. But coaching changes are different. I mean, look, he's still a good coach. He can still call offenses. Guys, he can still call offenses. Let's not act like LSU's going to go out there and shut them out. That's not going to happen. Do they have the talent to shut them down? I think that they do. I don't know if they will. But (laughs) if it were me, if it were me, and look, UCLA has a whole game before they play LSU. That first game they play in week zero is going to tell us, you know, I'm going to be watching it. You know, we might even do a post game to that UCLA game uh, in week zero, depending on what time it is, because I'm not going to spend my time. That way we can break down UCLA uh, and, and talk about them. We'll have a lot to talk about. Charles Arbuckle is a guy that I think that we're going to be having on soon. He's a, he's a UCLA uh, alum. And, look, he will tell you. He will tell you the same exact thing I'm telling you. <laughs> UCLA ain't got the talent that LSU does. It, don't kid yourselves. Don't kid yourselves. Darren says A&M is going 8-4 and four behind LSU in the SEC West. I can see them going 8-4. and four. I can I could definitely see them going 8-4. and four. I don't think that that's a long shot at all. Uh, I don't think that they beat Ole Miss. I don't think that they beat Alabama. 
I think again, I do think it's it could be a toss up game when you talk about Missouri. I'm kind of, I'm more high on Missouri than some people. Um, I like Eli Drinkwitz. I like Connor Bazlack. I think that that team has shown um, that they can score a lot of points. Now, if they got any kind of help on defense, if they can get any stops in the regular season, they can upset some teams. I like LSU. Guys, the reason Missouri beat LSU is because they got to stop on fourth and uh, fourth and goal. Let's just call it what it is. That's the re- If that team can get a couple stops like that as the season progresses, they will be good. They will be fine. They will be fine. Uh, Bryce who? Bryce Bryce Young, the quarterback from uh, Alabama. I mean, you know what's funny to me? Hold on, guys. I got to fix my hair here. I think y'all can still hear me when I do this, though. I think you can still hear me. Um, the quarterback from Alabama. But what's funny to me is that we we throw these projections out there, and I get what the, we're playing the odds. They're playing the odds on if Bryce Young's going to be good. But guys, he did th- go. Please, God, go watch Bryce Young. Uh, uh, some of the throws that he had last year doesn't mean he's not going to get better. Uh, I think that he will. But just saying. Uh, Kenny says it will be hot and humid out in Los Angeles that day, but LSU has depth, which makes them way more comfortable saying, uh, saying we should be fine going into all four quarters. You should be definitely be fine. Absolutely be fine. Absolutely be fine. And look, it's in prime time, baby. It's in prime time, which I think would be around five to seven or, or 5 PM Pacific, uh, coast time, which would be seven here. That's perfect. Look, I, the only the only problem that I have is not drinking during the day. That's the problem I have is we get ready for the post game. Um, I can't I can't be getting drunk like I did uh, <laughs> during that um, during that uh, what was it the was it the Albert game or A and M one of those games? I was just I was not feeling it, bro. I just let it I just let it roll. I just let it roll. Uh, ask, or John says on Facebook Live, hashtag Ask Blake, hey, man, I heard someone say that Miles would start over Max because Max wouldn't transfer if he didn't start, and Miles would. So they have the depth at QB this year, and they're going uh, to start Miles. Um, John, let me say this. So everybody read this question right here. Just read it, okay, because, I'm John, I'm not teeing off on you. Uh, let me read this again because I think I'm about to have another Rafino's rants. Uh, hey man, I heard someone say that Miles would start over Max because Max wouldn't transfer. He wouldn't. Uh, he if he didn't start, and Miles would have. You'd have depth at quarterback. Whoever said that, um, I don't mean this in a wrong way. I don't mean this in a wrong way. That's the dumbest take to ever have. <laughs> so you're gonna run a kid and a guy out there in Miles Brennan who you know's not better than Max because you don't think that Max will transfer, you don't know what Max will do. You have no idea what Max will do. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> if Ed Orgeron starts Miles Brennan because of death reasons and he doesn't want somebody to transfer, God help us all. God help us all if he put, doesn't put the more talented individual on the field. It ain't going to do that. It ain't going to do that. 
You know how I know Ed's not going to do that? Because he thought, and especially in practice, he saw that TJ had a lot of skill and was completing a lot of passes. Didn't work out. Max comes in, and Ed showed you. The writing's on the wall for Miles Brennan right now. The writing is on the wall. Well, Blake, they didn't want to throw Miles Brennan out there to be the starter in the spring because they don't want teams to get ready for it. Bullshit. Bullshit. The only team that that affects is UCLA. Doesn't affect anybody in conference. Nobody. Because once you try Miles Brennan, once you try uh, Max John- uh, Miles Brennan, Max Johnson, whichever one you tried out there, whichever one, you're going to know what, what quarterback to plan for. Now, there has been – I probably shouldn't say this um, – I don't think LSU is going to a two-quarterback system. It's not what I'm about to say here. I think I think Miles is going to play a little, even though he's not going to start. Read what I'm telling you. And, and look, John, that's not that's not to you, brother. That's not to you. You know that. You guys that know me know that's not to that is not to John. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Darren says that LA weather will be plush compared to LSU being practicing in August in South Louisiana. That's true. That's true. That's very true. I'm thinking about going. I'm not sure if uh, if it's going to happen, but I saw it. Kenny, eat me. I saw it. Um, We'll see. Um, Mark says, heard Auburn dodging, uh, uh, dogging Finley, saying they don't want him there. Well, they better get ready. (laughs) <laughs> you better get ready. You better get ready. Because, it, it, look, Brian Harson, the new head coach, wants him. So what the hell are you dogging him for? T.J. Finley, let me, let, me, let me say this. J-Boy, I love you. J-Boy, I love you. He covers Auburn in the SEC. I love you. Bo Nix isn't better than T.J. Finley. Auburn fans have in their mind because what they saw in that LSU-Auburn game, I get it. Bo Nix is not better than T.J. Finley. Does not have a better upside. Here's what's the crazy thing about this. Listen to me. Remember how I talked about breaking down reasons as to why you, when you say something, you better back it up? Because Bo Nix last season, uh, I get Gus Malzahn had 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions in 11 games. T.J. Finley had five touchdowns in five games and five interceptions with a hell of an offseason, a shitty offseason. So you mean to tell me that a guy that's so much better, has so much more talent, only has seven more touchdowns? Get the flip out of here. I'm not, J-Boy didn't say that, by the way. I'm just saying the fans, I know that he was sparking everything up. I know he didn't say that. I know he didn't say that. Just telling you, what does Bo Nix do better than T.J. Finley? LSU fans, you better get ready. <laughs> you better get ready because um, <clears throat> there's a chance T.J. Finley goes to Auburn, and there's a reason they were are recruiting him to Auburn. Now, I know that Texas, uh, Texas is in there. Just bit my tongue. Uh, but Texas is another team to watch out for. Juice Washington says, hashtag ask Blake, does O need to make a quarterback choice sooner rather than later? No. 
He doesn't really need it. Look, I know that people say it's a shitty thing to do. It's a bad thing to do that you don't tell which guy's going to start. Um, I don't see it that way. I mean, look, if what what does Miles Brennan not already know? Let's not be naive enough. Let's not be naive and think that Miles Brennan doesn't see the writing on the wall here because T.J. Finley did. <laughs> T.J. Finley did. What does Miles Brennan not see? That he couldn't even start in the spring game. That I mean, so and look, even in 2016, Ed Orgeron said, and you guys remember this in his press conferences, he wants a mobile quarterback. He wants a guy that can move. Miles Brennan's not it. Miles Brennan is not it. Joe Burrow can move. He can move. Um, Kenny says, little sister, you uh, University of South Louisiana, coming in this weekend for regionals that they are. Uh, Kenny says, ask Blake, do you think Emory and Davis Price take the next step, or do you think upcoming freshmen will push for starting roles? I think that they're going to push them. I don't think I don't know if they're going to start, but they're going to push them. Uh, Emory, I mean not Emory. Uh, em, you know what? One thing that's interesting about Emory, I, I've been told by some people that I, I trust a lot to watch some of the stuff that he's doing working out wise. He does look good. I'll give him that. I do. I, I do give him that. He does look good. He does look good in some of the things that he's doing uh, 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 <clears throat> during this offseason. I'll give him that. All right, let's do this. Let's get to a very quick break. Everybody stay tuned. Stay with us as we get to more of your comments and more of your questions. But, guys, we got to get over to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even – doing that cash out refi you got to get in touch with john, my good friend john Patton from gmfs mortgage he was over at area home lending now has made the jump to gmfs mortgage literally the number one loan officer in the state of louisiana mr john Patton. get in touch with him today at jpatton at gmfslending.com that's g jpatton at gmfslending.com Dot com. Give them a call at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. GMFS. They're changing lives. And our good friend, Mr. Roche, Mr. Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell them your good friend, Blake Rufino at AYS, since you on by, if you want the best looking lawn in your neighborhood, you're gonna give them a call. If it's a little wet out, they have the lawn, they have the crew to come out and take care of that for you today. Again, two two five nine three seven seventy two twenty. Tell them Blake Rafino at AYS since you on by. All right, who's who got mad at me in here? Uh, Todd Levoy. Todd, I'm sorry I made you mad, bud. Blake made me mad. Sorry, guys. Uh, Bryce Bourgeois said all of the quote-unquote reasons I've heard was because LSU can't bounce back from that bad of a season in year one or in one year. Uh, I don't agree with that. You know why that they – you know what the take about that, though, is is because of the simple fact that most times LSU has guys and teams have guys that leave. LSU returns their entire offensive line, entire defensive line. They, what, lose – well, I mean, I, I mean, who do they? I mean, they lose Jacoby Stevens from the secondary. They don't lose anybody really else. Nothing of real merit. Uh, you could say Kerry Vincent, but Kerry Vincent didn't play. 
Kerry Vincent didn't play. So to say that they're losing so I – mean, what pieces are they losing is my biggest question. I get I get that you can say Terrace Marshall, uh, Jamar Chase didn't play. But, look, they won two games, one against the SEC East champ, and one, and they put up 50-plus. Guys, they put up 80, what, 83, 84 points in two weeks. Guys, they put up 84 points in two weeks without um, – Without Terrace Marshall and Eric Gilbert. By the way, who's say, who's to say that Eric Gilbert ain't going to be back, baby? Who's to say that? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Just throwing that out there. So, I, I, I get what you're saying, Bryce. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with him. And look, me saying this is not to say that LSU is going to be the national champion. I'm not saying that. But if you're going to say, if you're going to dog LSU, you better give me reasons as to why. Uh, Mark LaGrange says, all UCLA is a warm-up game uh, before LSU. Probably their homers are hoping LSU is still working out some of the kinks. And, and look, LSU might be. And, and UCLA has a whole game before they play LSU. So they'll be able to get some kinks out. And look, you'll be able to see them. You'll, be, you'll have a whole game. And look... Here's what an interesting part about LSU is, is that nobody knows what LSU is going to do. Meaning, you don't know what they're going to show you on offense. You don't know what they're going to show you on defense. They don't – UCLA doesn't know. Nobody knows. You have little inklings and thoughts. The two plays that Jake Peace ran RPOs were touchdowns, and no, they weren't from Miles Brennan. They were from Max Johnson. Two. The two RPOs they ran are touchdowns to Max Johnson. He's going to run RPOs all day long. So the two that he ran, he gets touchdowns. Throwing that out there, man. Throwing it out there. Uh, So we'll see. Derek says, let me see, I missed Derek. Derek says, UCLA got a pretty good tight end, averaged 20 a catch last year, but it's not worth three points. No, it's not worth three points. Guys, receivers get a point. I mean, most times in spreads, receivers, unless they're elite receivers, they get about a point. So I don't think the the tight end's going to get more than that. Eric Gilbert got a half. <laughs> Eric, well, Eric Gilbert, yeah, I, Eric Gilbert got a half, and that's pushing it. Uh, when he went out. Um. So no, let's see. Mark says you start Miles and he gets hurt, then Max comes in. If Max starts, Miles is gone, and your backups Garrett Nussmeyer and a walk on. Just a thought. But you can't start Miles Brennan. Mark, you know I love you. You know, I love you. You can't start Miles Brennan because you're scared of what somebody if somebody gets hurt. You can't live in that worry. You cannot live in that worry. You just simply can't. It doesn't it it doesn't make sense to start an individual in Miles Brennan because you know that you think that you think you don't know. You think that uh, that Max Johnson won't transfer. We don't know what Max Johnson would have done if T.J. Finley would have started those last two games. He could have been gone. You don't know that because we what we do know is that he did and he's here. His brother's committed. That should tell you something too. Hint, hint, wink, wink. It's a funny reason why his brother Jake uh, committed when he did, isn't it? <laughs> you don't start somebody – meaning a la Miles Brennan, because of depth concerns. Makes no sense. You play the best player that gives you the chance to win. 
if Max Johnson gets hurt, that falls on Ed from a recruiting standpoint, from a depth standpoint. That is on him. No way. No way am I starting Miles because of depth depth concerns. It's like um you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to th- just talk about remember when Dabo uh wind up starting uh Trevor Lawrence as a freshman. You remember it wasn't the first game and they had Kelly Bryant. And Trevor comes in uh and knowing that when he would take over the job, Kelly Bryant would transfer. Dabo knew that. Kelly Bryant said that he told Dabo that, and he did. Dabo started Trevor Lawrence anyway. Why? Well, because he's a better player, and they had a. And you remember, uh, um, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence got hurt against, wasn't it Syracuse, I believe. He got hurt during Syracuse. A true freshman leads him to a win. Trevor Lawrence comes back the next week. They go on to win a national title. So Dabo is even – we've had proof of this happening before in this day and age of college football. We've had the proof. You do not start Miles Brennan because of death concerns. Darren with an early prediction. Darren says 35-17. Give me 42-17. Could change when we get closer. I think LSU gets in the 40s. I don't think you're going to be able to stop LSU, honestly. (laughs) I think they're going to score a shit ton of points. Guys, they scored a shit ton of points with Max Johnson uh, with Steve Ensminger as your offensive play caller. Think about that. (laughs) They scored 80 points in two weeks. 80 in two weeks. Um, let's see here. Devin says Bo Nix plateaued last season, more than plateaued. I think he's regressing, quite honestly. It's my opinion. Uh, Jason said, uh, Jason Sheridan, what's up, buddy? He says, come on out to SoCal Blake. We're thinking about making the trip. We're we're thinking about making the trip. Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. Because, you know, we do the post game. We probably won't be able we'll, – What will? and Jason, you might be able to tell us what Southern Cal looked like with COVID right now. Um, we'll see. Travis says run the ball. It is what do, he does better, but that's about it. Oh, talking about Bo Nix. Yeah, that's all he does better. He doesn't have a bigger arm. He's not more accurate from a statistical standpoint. Guys, he has 750 passing attempts, meaning Bo Nix, he's 58%. You can say Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow did it in one season. And this is completely different scenario. Completely different scenario when Joe Burrow, what did Joe Burrow go after the Alabama game? Wasn't he 71% completion percentage after the Alabama game? After the he got some cohesion with his team, he still goes 10-3? and three. Completely different scenario. Bo Nix will have, let's just say he starts, will have a 1,000 passing attempts, and if he's not over 60%, we're saying that he's so much better than T.J. Finley. He's not much better than T.J. Finley. <laughs> you better you better cast out that Auburn game because Bo Nix, uh, uh, Bo Nix had games like that as a freshman. It was called LSU. Multiple games where he had interceptions that weren't good. Uh, Michael Brooks with a late pick six. What's talking about? Uh, Marvin Mackey says it's time for Emory to step to take the next step. I agree with that. 
I think that he can. I think that he should. Um, we'll see. And, but it, Marvin says TDP needs 20 touches. In today's day and age, I mean, it's tough to get a running back that's splitting time, 20, 20 carries. I mean, Najee Harris played, what was it, uh, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire the season before, what did they play, like close to 95% of the snaps? Uh, when you have a team, when you have a running back that's playing that many snaps, I mean, and Clyde wasn't even getting 20, 20, uh, 20 carries a game. Now, he was catching the ball a lot out of the backfield, but still. Um, in today's college football, I just don't know if he's going to be able to carry the ball that much. Uh, Travis McGraw, what's up, Travis? TJ playing for Auburn is good for LSU. It's in Tiger Stadium next season, and they're geared up for a Bo Nick-style offense. TJ is pro, has pro potential. I would love to see him transfer somewhere and play right away and get reps, then kill the pro day down the road like Leftwich did. I think that he will, man. I mean, look, he's a good quarterback, man. I don't want to – I'm being dead-ass honest. I don't want to see him. Why would I want to see – I don't want to see that kid. Because we saw when T.J. Finley gets hot. Guys, we forget that he had streaks against Arkansas, Alabama, uh, South Carolina. When he's hot, he's he's on fire. The reason he doesn't have a touchdown uh, against Alabama, a passing touchdown. So, look, there's a multiple things that happened to T.J. Finley. Uh, Kate, remember when Kayshawn Boutique dropped that ball – in the end zone, before getting in the end zone, John Trey Kirkland picks it up. That goes as a touchdown for Kirkland, but not for T.J. Finley when he's rifling the ball down the field. <laughs> Dakota says, Butchered is his last name. Sorry. Uh, Mark says, Honestly, I prefer Max. I do too, man. I do too. You just cannot start a quarterback. You cannot start a quarterback when – it's about death concerns. That's that you can't do that. Bayou Junkie eighty eight. What's up, Bayou Junkie? He says, "Which running back do you see getting the majority of the snaps?" I think two things matter there. I think it, one, it matters who catches the ball out of the backfield the best, which I think is John Emery. Um, I want to say at first, I think it'll be Ty Davis Price because how, the effective way that he's able to run between the tackles. That's what I'm going to say. But we need to find a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And if it's not John Emery, or if those two guys can't do it, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We got a couple of predictions here. Wade uh, says 55 to 10. Uh, Kenny says 42 to 10. Kenny Russell says 47 to 16. Um, I, I still I do think that LSU gets in the 40s in that game. If they don't, I think it'll be high uh, high 30s, 38, something like that. So, I, I, I'm really – I know that this is biased, but I'm trying – I'm not – LSU has a lot of holes that they got to address. Let's not let's not act like they don't, um, but we'll see. Uh, let's get to a couple of things before we get out of here. Uh, Kim Mulkey inducted to the Hall of Fame. Guys and girls, um, how amazing is it that your new head coach is a Hall of Famer? and it's inducted to the Hall of Fame. I get that the Baylor website and the Baylor podcast people are pissed off at Kim Mulkey. Grow a set of balls. You're pissed off. You're pissed off. You know, Kim Mulkey was the was getting lynched in open, open media more than once about she said, remember at Baylor and Baylor had all those sex scandals and all that shit. She said, come to Baylor. It's a great university. 
we're going to get through this. She got lynched by the media. And now Baylor, and, and she was defending, getting people to come. Girls, on for, her, for her basketball team to come to that program during all of that crazy shit. All of that crazy shit. Sikkim365 wants to run out there and say, and trash Kim Mulkey. You know what? Screw you, bro. Screw all of you. I think your website's fantastic. I think a lot of you guys do a good job. Stop talking shit about Kim Mulkey when she was the face uh, and, and, and she was getting lynched defending your university and the and she comes home. She comes home and you lynch her for it. Either way, I loved her, uh, uh, her speech. I'm fired up for her and what she's going to do uh, coming in this season. I think. I don't think it's going to take her long at all. I think you give her one season, and she's off to the races, man. I think she's off to the races. I love Kim Mulkey. She's going to do fantastic stuff at her time at LSU. Uh, Darren says, sorry, Blake, I was answering Kenny with the LSU A&M score. Oh, there you go. It wasn't 35-7. There you go. Uh, Kenny Russell, though, says, Blake, I think if we can get Eric Gilbert back before the season starts – Maybe they can help our offense uh, find and develop a third option at wide receiver. It could. Uh, Eric Gilbert, more than anything, and if you ask Joe Burrow this, um, and really even James Craig or any old lineman, in this style of offense, you do need a tight end that can block. The reason that Notre Dame does have success, and people don't like me saying this, is they have an H-back and a tight end that can block really well. He's got to get. He's got to find a way to learn how to block, or substitute him out a couple of plays here and there. Uh, make him a Kyle, literally a Kyle Pitts. But he needs to. He if he wants to be a true tight end, he's going to have to learn how to block a little bit. I think he's going to be able to. I, I think again, he's got a lot. He's got to do now. So this isn't something that I can just run out from the ether and say it's going to happen. Um, I do think Eric Gilbert finds his way back on a, on this team. I, I do believe that. I also think that there are variables here uh, that would suggest um, that he couldn't. I mean, track record would show us to be careful with that. But I think that in my heart, I believe that he does. And if he doesn't, I hope he gets help. Because everything is in front of T.J. Finley. I mean, T.J. Finley. Shit. Everything is in front of Eric, of Eric Gilbert. All right, a couple more. We're going to get out of here. Uh, Gino says, TJ should go to FSU. That'd be a good spot for him. Uh, Kenny says, hey, Blake, Darren and I. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, TJ says, Mulkey May Baylor. Yeah, and and they got people, you know, I'm, th- I'm talking about three, Sikkim 365. They got some guys in there to do great things, but they got this young little cat in there, that this little young Thundercat. Uh, I'm going to call him a young Thundercat. Because that's what he is. He's out here trashing Mulkey like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> Bro, shut up. Shut up. This woman ain't been here a month, and I'm de- we're already having to defend her. She wanted to come home. She did. You can say, oh, well, she wanted this, she wanted that. That's what national championship coaches do. They demand for shit. Don't ask for it. They demand it. Oh, I guess y'all love the $13 million she raised for your organization. You love the booster money that she got. So what? She's going to spat out at the mouth. 
ring, ring, ring. She's a winner. She made you. She made you. That facility for the men's basketball that you're able to recruit for now, you got money because she got it for you. You Rudy Poo. Oh, man. Why am I? I mean, Baylor, shut up. Shut your potholes for a minute. You praised the woman. Praised the woman for when she got lynched in the media for defending you. And now she comes home and you're saying, oh, well, she was actually a really crappy human being. That, that, that in and of itself pisses me off more than anything. Media, oh, Blake, if, if we yeah, we know some stuff about Les Miles, we know some stuff about this person, we know some stuff about that person, but if we run with it, we can't do it. At least, you know, a lot of people don't like Glenn Gilbo, and he came on, this, on my show and, 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 look, to his credit, defended his points. At least he runs with what he believes in. At least he's got the balls to defend it. At least he's going out there running with stories and stuff that he might find out. But if you're not, if you got information and you're not running it, then because oh it might come backfire on me, then you shouldn't have been a journalist, you Rudy Poo. Two more, I'm getting out of here. Uh, Jordan says, hashtag asks Blake, have they confirmed the game is going to be in uh, the Rose Bowl or Las Vegas? Um, Scott Woodward said it's going to be in the Rose Bowl. He, no one's confirmed that it's going to Vegas, and I don't think they'll do it in Vegas. I don't think that they'll do it in Vegas. Craig Schilling says 63. Damn, son. You going off with it, huh? Uh, Craig Schilling says 63-17. I'm late. I don't know what I'm predicting, but Tiger's going to roll. We're talking about the LSU very early prediction score. My man, my man out the gate rolling with it, huh? 63-17, and he's saying suck it like his name's Triple H. I like it, Craig. I like it a lot. Jordan, I appreciate you sending us some stars. And uh Brycon Brycon 13 says any news on Darius Days. Um thanks man. Uh Jordan, I appreciate that, brother. Uh anytime you guys send us some stars, it really helps us uh go a long way. Um no, not yet, but I I I would assume it would be a good feeling to feel that he's coming back. I haven't heard anything different. I haven't heard that he's leaving. Uh, and, and, look, I feel like he would have already made that decision if he was leaving, right? Like, I feel like he would have made that decision already. Um, so, we'll see. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Call the cat done. Call the cat, where you been, bro? I feel like you're mad at me. I feel like you're mad at me, Carl. Can't have you mad at me. All right. Uh, as Wade sent us some stars, too. Thanks, Wade. I really, really appreciate you guys when y'all do that. All right, we're getting out of here. We will see you tomorrow. Jonathan Rifkin, we debate college football playoff expansion. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.